Storm Bowling Products, the Bowlers Company, presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Tim Berg and Kendall Miles. Above180.com's Tim Berg and Storm's web content manager and former collegiate bowler at Weber International University, Kendall Miles, are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Tim and Kendall. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Dr. Dean Hinnant's Dr. Dean is a sports psychologist who works with athletes and teams across the world. Dr. Dean also has a book out titled Bowling Psychology, A Guide to Mental Mastery of the Lanes. Dr. Dean, it's Tim Berg and Kendall Miles here. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate talking to you. Of course, Dr. Dean, always a pleasure to catch up with you and have you on. Dr. Dean, our last conversation was during the height of the pandemic Everyone was masking up on the lanes. Now we're transitioning, and for the most part, we have transitioned away from that. But now that's taking some people a little bit of time to get back used to what they were used to doing. So can you kind of walk people through that and how we need to approach that and approach those people that might be struggling a little bit with returning to a normal life? Well, you know me, since I, since I think everything is like bowling. I would say this, that the way to approach any of these kinds of things is the way you'd approach the first frame of any game, which is I have a fresh new opportunity to experience all the things that I've experienced. Just like you'd say, how do I want this shot to feel or what's what's the best thing that I that I want to execute here? That's how it is going back to your bowling centers or back to your teams or your teammates. It's a new moment in time, and you don't want to be bound by history or memories, what you should be bound by, from my point of view, is an anticipation of of having something even better. Like, how can I appreciate this experience more? How can I dial into my game more? How can I enjoy my teammates or my bowling mates even more? I would say new moment in time, fresh frame. Uh, dial it up, from my point of view. Dr. Dean, it's a pleasure to talk to you again. Uh, we had the pleasure to work together when I was down at Weber International. And I kind of wrapped into the, the. I remember you well. I was thinking, I think it's that Kendall. It's my. Oh, I know who you are. Yes, so. it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. So my question to you is, you know, for a lot of players and especially youth bowlers, you know, like oh, I'm working so hard physically, and I'm getting my swing straight, and I'm getting my footwork straight, and and they're able to sort through it, but they want to be strong mentally, but they might not know really where to start on that. You know, so in your opinion, what's a good place for someone just to start to be able to train mentally and consistently on their game? What's a good place for them to start? I think two things. A good question. One is people always say, well, I want to be confident. You know, I want to be more confident. And and nobody really, we know what the feeling of confidence is, but the mental game part of confidence, if I broke it down, is really optimism. It says if I do something, it turns out well for me. And any time that we feel like things are going to work out for me, you know, confidence in a nutshell is the idea. I've got a plan and an action. I, you know, I get moving, I push away. And then it's optimism. It's idea to action with optimism. And this works out for me, whether it's this shot or my game getting better overall or whatever somebody's working on. The idea that this turn out for me, that, that mindset is motivating. It feels better. It lets you get over, you know, the errant moments, the little mistakes that you make, those kinds of things. 
And so I would say, can I, can I shift to an optimistic mindset? The idea, anything that I put into action is going to work in my favor. And number two, if you're starting a new approach and, you know, say, okay, I've worked on my swing and I've worked on my game. And this is going to sound really odd. Um, but one of my favorite, well, it sounds so odd when I tell you where it comes from. One of my favorite quotes of anybody was from, uh, Carolyn Doran Ballard when she was having her phenomenal year. You know, she won seven titles. And we talked about one of her secrets, which she's given me permission to share. And she said, you know, I, I roll the ball really well. And uh, I can hit what I'm looking at. So my whole game is picking out sort of where I'm going with the ball in terms of a break point, And I roll it well. And no part of her psychology was I've got to knock a pin down on a spare or on a strike shot. It wasn't I'm knocking pins down. It's I'm rolling it on my line with my good sweet roll. I can put my arm swing on line. It's nice and, you know, nice and reliable. And I can get out of the ball well and I can put a roll on it. And so if you're going to work on your mental game, you stop. Everyone goes, it's just about knocking down wood. And I'm saying, no, it's not just about knocking down wood. It's about putting it on the line in the sweetest way you can and then letting letting everything work for you and get off of trying to make a spare or make a strike, get on to let your game happen in that way. And Dr. Dean, we talked to um, we talked to a lot of college kids and, and coaches, but let's focus on the kids when we do these podcasts, and and we'll ask them um, what 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 they've improved on. You know, from we had at a at an upperclassman on not too long ago, and we asked him how he improved, and and he said his mental game had improved a lot from when he was a freshman to where he is now. How um, what are some what some some advice you have for that incoming freshman? as they're entering college and they're trying to improve their mental game. And then maybe that upperclassman who wants to take his game to that next level and maybe try his hand out on the PWBA tour or her hand on the PWBA tour and his hand on the PBA tour. Well, if you wanted to improve your mental game, particularly, and I'm using the frame of coming into college, what happens with so many freshmen and <laughs> worked with a lot of them is this feeling like I got to prove that I'm, that I get to be here. I've got to prove to my coaches. I got to prove to my other people that I play with. And every amount of energy you put into proving is like throwing shots while you're staring at other people. And probably the most fundamental shift you can make in your mental game coming into college is to get off of the proving and into a, a certain amount of self-acceptance. Like I am where I am. I bring the game that I bring. I do what I can do. And that's enough. I'm always working on getting better and I'm always executing the best I can. It's enough. And to unhook, to get rid of the bungee cords that tie you to other people and other people's opinions as quick as you can. It, it only weakens you and it's energy that's cheated out of the ball and it's energy that tightens up your arm. And so proving is out and self acceptance and really understanding that I bring the thing I bring. It's good enough. I learn as I go. And if you throw an errant shot or an errant game, you just reflect back and go, yeah, that happened on my way to where I'm going. You know, like, so what? That's on my way. And to trust I'm on my way somewhere. I don't want to keep score about, the, you know, who I am or the kind of player I am based on a frame or a game or a day. I'm on my way somewhere. And to trust that, that would be for the incoming freshman. And by the time you're a senior, you know, of course, I would want this at an earlier level, too. But there's a point where you start going, I know what I am. Like, I really know what I am. I know what I bring. I know what I am. 
and everyone talks about, oh, if you go out on tour, you got to pay your dues and, and you have to, you know, fight your way up. And it's like, no, you don't. If you, if you're, you have to pay your dues skill development wise, but there's no bowing to having to sort of go through bumps and bruises to somehow deserve to do well. If your game is there and you know what you are, you get to have it as soon as you're ready to let it happen. And there's not anybody else's prescribed sort of timeline for when it gets to happen from my point of view. That is, a, that is extremely powerful stuff there, you know, because, again, it boils down to kind of you looking within yourself, you know, and I, I think that's extremely powerful. And it kind of follows into the, the next part I want to kind of ask a question on is, you know, this is maybe the, the part that's not so sexy to the mental game for some people, and that's, and that's the word failure, you know. So, you know, my question to you is, and, again, in college players and youth players, I think the word failure can sometimes be a scare word, um, but, you know, sometimes a lot of people say you learn more from the failures than you might from the successes. So if you don't mind kind of elaborating or, or kind of touching on the idea of, of learning from failures and what's kind of inside, you know, those experiences. Yeah. Well, you can have your identity or your ego attached to a score or strike, or you can have it attached, your idea of who you are attached to the idea of, you know, I approach, I attack, I learn. And you start identifying yourself as a learning, growing, changing athlete. And that if you do that, then the, the frame or the game or the tournament doesn't matter so much. You're like, I'm on my way. There's two kinds of athletes. Those who say I'm defined by a, a moment all the time, which <laughs> that's not so good because you're going to live and die a lot. Or you say, I'm on my way somewhere. I am flat out getting better. I'm learning how to bowl with heart. I'm learning how to improve my technique. And the idea that I'm a learning machine is what you want to tie your sense of who you are to. You want to tie your self-esteem to that. You don't want to tie it to whether or not you shoot 800 or 500. I, You know, most of us, I know most of us have done both. And most of us have had, we've had high series and low. And it's like, yeah, learn. Most people, and if I comment most on that or more on that, everyone talks about their pre-shot routine. Almost no one talks about their post-shot routine. And after a frame, after a game, after a tournament, that is where your learning happens. Your learning doesn't happen before it. And so, again, you tie your identity, your self-esteem, everything to I'm learning, I'm improving, and my post-shot rituals are amazing. They help me get better faster. Failure is only if you're... If you say, I have to take score on my life in this moment in time, and, and my last frame wasn't open, but I don't see it that way. I don't think it's the right way to look at things. Dr. Dean, you mentioned um, turning out, tuning out the noise, and right now it seems like there's a lot of outside noise going on in bowling from equipment to people talking, you know, people talking about each other on social channels and, and there's all sorts of excess noise. You know, this person did good because of that or this happened or that happened in the sport and there's just a lot of busyness going on. What's your advice for most bowlers if you're the target of that? You're, someone put a bullseye on your back and said, you only are doing good because of this or that or this condition or you're, you're a certain, you know, you use certain equipment or you're uh, – right-handed or you're left-handed or this or that i mean is your best advice to just 
ignore it and delete those accounts or is it to confront it and move on or or a combination of both well think about like this i like this question whatever you put energy into blossoms it's a fundamental law of nature you put sunlight and water in a plant it grows you give attention to certain students in the classroom they seem to learn faster and you want to decide where do I want to put the energy of the input coming into my life. If I push against something, I'm giving it energy. It's going to grow. So if people have negativity, if they have attacks and I want to sort of push back at it, well, that's where I'm going to live in my mind. Or I say, no, where's the most productive point of my focus? I'm going to work on my game. I'm going to listen to the advisors that I trust who who are in my corner. I, I only want to listen to people who I know are on my team if there's a piece of feedback out there for me to hear for a moment, maybe I'll, I'll take a momentary glance at it. Go, is there anything there for me? If I'm a player and then just go, that's it. I rung it out. I got the, if there's, if there's some truth in a message, let me profit from it. If there's not, I'm done feeding it. Anything you push against and try to make go away will get bigger. So you want to get better at just turning your attention towards the input and the parts of your game and your life that you want to have more of. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, as as you know, people grow and kids get older, and I think you've seen you know the year slew from Team USA down to Junior Gold, and you know from the best players in the world to, to kids growing up. What's something that you would want to say, maybe for someone to avoid, like a misconception they've heard, or um, that something that you maybe you've heard a lot but might not agree wholeheartedly with. What's something, one thing that, that kids, especially in, in college players, should avoid, you know, thinking about or doing or practicing as they get older? I would say two things. One is, I mentioned before, everyone always says, the point is to knock down wood. And I go, no, the point is to bowl greatly. And they're different. Now, when you bowl greatly, when you when you show up, for the moment with everything you've got, everything works out better. But, but to, to have your results back up, not to, to pins and not to scores, but to how it feels to execute your shot. Like, did that feel great? You should be able to say yes or no when the ball's off your hand. Don't wait to see what happens. If you don't like the result, then you, you, know, you change strategies. But there's only a few things that you can control, and that's it. You, you, you can control your decision-making on the lanes. You can control, you know, how you work on your game and your fitness level, and you control learning these things that we're talking about on this podcast. You get to learn to control your focus. You get to learn to control your attention. You get to learn to go, how can I learn how to make the, the most important things <laughs> the most important? And I'd be very you know, careful about other people's input. Um, so one of the things people say is that it's all about knocking down wood. And I'm like, no, it is all about who you bring to the game and how you execute. And then you adjust off that. And then, as I said before, to be cautious about where your input comes from. You you don't want to pay. As you, you know, I'm thinking about conversations that I had with, with Jason Del Monte on the way up. And, and all the people that had comments about what he was doing and, you know, whether he was doing it right or wrong. And, and he really knew his path. Uh, the most impressive thing about him as a champion 
is what he knew to do in the face of people giving him negative feedback. And he was very good at ignoring people who weren't sort of helping him get better. And that's what I would say to people. Decide where your input's going to come from. At some point, you surrender to, to a choice about this is this is what I'll dedicate myself to. This is who this is who I'm going to listen to, and the rest of it has to have no more impact than the noise of a car passing by in the street. It, it's just noise. Final question we have for you, Doctor Dean. You work with yes. teams and collegiate programs and 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 uh, groups all over the world. You are. Uh, heading down and you're working with uh, the Purdue, uh, the Peru national team. Can you explain that and talk about what, I, I guess, I don't want to say what they're, what they're going to, what you're going to be working with them. We all probably know that, but just talk about that experience for you heading down to Peru and, and, um, and working with, uh, with their team. Well, there's a couple of things I'll, I'll mention. It's something we could recapture, you know, in the whole country, there's maybe three bowling centers, and so their sense of privilege at being able to train and practice and absorb and grow, uh, it's refreshing. There's nothing taken for granted about the fact that, that the ball return works, you know, and that they get to practice and we have slivers of time that we get to really go at it. And uh, their heightened awareness of this is a privileged opportunity probably should match our heightened awareness that we have now that we get to go out and, and play again, that the bowling centers are open. That's one piece. And the other piece is this. Um, one of the things we work is is developing a consciousness about being able to to be world-class, like what it means. When I work with a collegiate team or I work with a national team, the athlete, what I want to know from, from any athlete is, are you ready to see yourself as potentially world-class? Without getting too much into the weeds of how we adjust that, it's the first thing I'd say to your listeners right now, if you're going into college, if you're a collegiate athlete, could I see myself as one of the best players out there? And if the answer is no, you know, I, I'd have people rethink this. Um, you cannot outplay or outbowl your belief system and where you sort of get to land in the, in the field. And so when I'm working with national teams, we work on being world-class. If I'm working with collegiate teams, we work on being national-class. And if I'm working with individuals, it's developing the idea that if it's my day, I could have it all. And particularly in bowling, if you do, ma if you match up and line up and you have a shot, you really can play. You should be able to play with anybody, at least competitively, unless your own mind says, oh, I don't get to, you know, I'm not that big a dog yet. And so we work on saying if it's your day you get to be as big a dog as you're going to be that's collegiate level that's our national team level that's at the pro level that's some of what we'll be addressing well awesome stuff dr dean hennett's want to thank you for being here on the storm collegiate spotlight podcast safe travels down to peru and um and we're gonna have to um we're saying once we're getting going here we need to do a a, a more extended version of a podcast uh, during the summertime and uh, and just hit hit you with a whole bunch of different questions and different thoughts and maybe open it up to the to the audience as well to to ask some questions but always appreciate your time and we will be catching up with you again down the road soon um just it's great to hang with you guys thank you so much we'll get our list of questions together we'll go we'll go after it again soon okay. take care all and we'll, we'll we'll talk to you soon